time for your love coach. Let's find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. We are only about a week and a half from the end of the year. So I thought before we start the show tonight, I just kind of go over a little bit about 2017. It was an awesome year here at Ready for Love Radio. Let me see, I had my fourth anniversary with New Visions Radio and just did my 175th show last week, which is just amazing. It's so, so awesome. And in March, the show was picked up for syndication by Fame Music Radio out of South Africa, which is great. That means that the show is now heard four days a week on New Visions Radio. It premieres on Thursday nights, and then we also replay uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights for people that miss it on Thursdays. And that's airing out of uh, New York, New Jersey. And then it's also heard five days a week um, on Fame Music Radio, which airs and streams out of Johannesburg, South Africa. So the show is heard, I I don't know if listeners know this, but we're actually uh, heard in over 160 countries. That's amazing. (laughs) It's just amazing. Just floored, but I, I love that. That is so great. Cause my my whole idea behind the show is is to get out positive messages and to help as many people as possible. So that definitely helps that. So a, a huge shout out and thank you to Ray Powers of New Visions and George Hegelman of Fame Music Radio for helping me to do that. They're both great friends and uh, and definitely helping me to to do what I want to with the show. So that's thank you guys. It's a huge huge thanks to both of you. And thanks to the listeners. It it doesn't mean anything without the listeners. So thank you to each and every one of you. So we covered a lot of great topics throughout this year. Um, Had some awesome, awesome experts on this year and a lot of great guests. Got some interesting things lined up for 2018 and a huge list of other people that, that I'm reaching out to that I want to bring on. And I finally lined up a um, cardiologist I want to bring on. So I'm going to be doing that uh, in February. It <laughs> seemed like a great time to have a heart specialist come on. So I, I finally have that. I'm working that out with her now. So we will definitely have that coming up. Um, part of the thing, too, with um, the shows that air on Fame Music Radio is I do a live show the first Sunday of each month. And... Uh, we do that Sunday. It's Sunday morning here in the U.S., Sunday afternoon in uh, South Africa. And in November, we did a show talking about the holidays, family, and stress. It's an interesting interesting trifecta. <laughs> and since this is the holiday season, um, just seemed like the perfect time to talk about it. And since we're deep in the heart of the holidays here in the U.S., I wanted to uh, share parts of that show on uh, the show here on New Visions. So what I wanted to do, and I'm going to share it this week and next week, um, we'll be sharing parts of that. It, it, we do a two-hour show on, on Fame on Sundays. 
So I'll be sharing that this week and next week. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of interesting topics. Um, we're going to be talking about things like, um, do, you, do you even have to deal with your family around the holidays? Ways to manage your expectations with your family members. And, and just managing your expectations is going to make a huge difference. Understanding that holiday movies are fictional. It's amazing the difference that can make because they paint an unreal picture for us. Learning to control your emotions during the holidays. Uh, Christy is going to talk to you about uh, holiday bingo. And then we're going to talk about lining up allies in a support system during the holidays. That's a big, big thing. We're going to talk about that quite a few different times this week and next week. Uh, Tips for single listeners while attending family events. That's that's big. Tips to be emboldened with your family. We're going to talk about the dominatrix mindset using courage, confidence, and charisma. And trust me, Christy is the one to talk to about that. Tips for step parents for the family holidays and preparing stepchildren for family events. All things we're going to talk about that I'm going to share with you this week. And then next week, we've got a whole different lineup of topics that we're going to talk about that I'm going to share with you on the show. So part one this week, part two next week. And like I said, lots and lots of interesting things to share with you. Also got a couple of other little tidbits I want to share with you before I, before I go ahead and share the, the clips from the show. What we did after this show aired uh, last month is I talked to the, the two women that were on with me and asked them if they'd want to put their thoughts down on paper, and what I did with that is, is I also put mine down, and then what I did is I turned those into a book. I also reached out to three other previous guests and had them do the same thing, turned all of our answers, and we all have very different perspectives, so you're getting a, a real diversity of uh, advice and viewpoints, and all of those are out now in a Kindle version of the book and um, putting the finishing touches on the print version, which will be out very, very soon. And so that's called The Dysfunctional Family and Holiday Gatherings is what it's titled. And I've got links to that on the show page. So if you'd like to find out more about that, and like I said, it is packed with information and like I said, a lot of different um, a lot of different perspectives because each one of the people that I had participate has different backgrounds, different expertise and so we, we each came at the questions from very different perspectives, which is going to give you different different things to consider. So it's it's interesting. Like I said, it just, it's interesting. <laughs> so I think you're going to get a nice diversity of, of information to consider. And the Kindle version is only $2.99, and I kept the print copy. is going to be under $9. And uh, it's right around, I think it's right around 150 pages, if I remember right. So you're looking at about 20 questions, and you've got six different people giving you input on each one of those questions. So it's, it's a lot of information. But if you go to www.readyforloveradio.com slash holiday family stress, you'll get all kinds of information about that. And like I said, it's in the, in the Kindle store. 
And right now the Kindle version is available and print. I'm thinking the print version will be available by the end of the week, but it, it all depends. Being, being this time of the year, you, you just never know how fast everything's going to process. But it will be very soon. Or if you can't find it, just reach out to me on any of the social networks. I'm, I'm not that hard to find. And I've got a Facebook page for um, the show. It's facebook.com slash are you ready for love. I can be reached there anytime or on the website, just readyforloveradio.com. Easy to contact me right through there. And also on the uh, show page on my website, I've got a very special offer. Um, pretty much every week on the show, I mentioned my Love, Accept, and Respect Yourself program for the holidays as a special offer for the listeners. And I, I don't do this often, but once in a while, I do have a special offer on that program. I'm marking the price down 25%, but you've got to have the special link to get to it. And if you go to the show page, again, that's www.readyforloveradio.com slash holidayfamilystress. Scroll down the page, and you'll see a banner for it. And you'll also see a link that says, um, I think it says special discount, special offer, something like that. Click on that. It will take you right to the link, and it is 25% off. And I'm doing that through the end of the year, maybe a little bit longer. But it's, it's a great program. There's uh, 12 workbooks in the program plus 15 ebooks, links to 24 of my programs that go right along with it. And it's all downloadable. So if, if you want to do it at the last minute, don't worry about shipping. It's, you get one link. Everything can be downloaded right from there. And it's, the program is to help people that, that maybe something's holding them back from having the life they want and they just don't know what it is. This helps you to work through it. And it's based on the things that I discovered when I was taking my coaching training that helped me get past all those things that were holding me back from feeling good about myself and got me started on the journey that's gotten me to the point I'm at now, where I felt so much better about things. And I, like I said, I, it's, the transformation has just been unbelievable. And I just had to, had to share it. And that's how the, how the program came to be. And I actually put together a video that kind of explains how it came about and kind of explains to you about each one of the parts of the program. So I invite you to take a look at all of that. So anyway, without any further delay, I want to share with you the first part of the show that we did on holiday and family stress. So I'd like to share that with you right now. I want to say a very good morning and an early morning. First of all, to Nikki Lee. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, George. How are you? No, I'm doing good. Thanks, Nikki. Not bad at all. It's actually afternoon, and it's 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon for me. That's right. Okay, good afternoon, George. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. Thanks, Nikki. By the way, folks out there, if you've seen the picture I posted from Nikki, you know, she looks so serious, eh? Don't you agree, guys? I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, the the look she's got, don't come mess with me. Okay. <laughs> what? Relationships are serious stuff, George. Come on now. 
Hey, come on, come on! You li- listen to me for five minutes. You know that I've got a, I've got a playful side too, George. Come on. <laughs> uh, no further comment, Nikki. I want to, <laughs> I, I want to welcome first of all to Fame Music Radio, and that's Leslie Beth. Uh, welcome to uh, the Rendezvous Show, young lady. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Actually, it's a privilege too. I, I really enjoy this group. Oh. Okay, no, brilliant. No, it's good to have you on board, and we're going to have a lot of fun in the next couple of hours. And uh, not lost, but uh, Christy, welcome to Fame Music Radio. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here, George. Thank you and your listeners for listening today. This is going to be an incredible podcast. I'm really excited about it. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I've got a couple of questions for you ladies, and wait till you get there. (laughs) So, Nikki, you want to kick off the uh, discussion? And maybe tell the listeners uh, what it's all about. And then uh, maybe Leslie Beth can give a little bit of a background of herself, who she is, as well as Christy. What we want to do, since we're, we're going into like prime holiday season around the world, people are getting ready for, for major holidays. And I, and I know in different parts of the world, it's going to be different holidays. Here in the U.S., we're, we're gearing up for for Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and all the, the different variations of, of whatever people are celebrating around December. And there's a lot of stress that comes with that for people with family and relationships. And so what, what we want to talk about is is how to, how to deal with that, how to deal with the, the stress that comes with dealing with families. Because sometimes you only see families around holiday seasons. And that, that can be very stressful whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you maybe you have step families, whether I mean, there's there's just so many different situations you have to deal with, and what while you may really look forward to seeing family, you also have all of these other stressors that you have to deal with. So that's what we wanted to talk about today: how to how to make that less stressful, if at all possible. So we're we're going to give you some advice, and we're going to tackle some of those topics, and hope that we can give you tips and suggestions to help you deal with that better. So let's first let's let the, the ladies introduce themselves. And I'm gonna tell you too, George, we're all from the east coast of the United States. So so be be warned, George, we're we're all kind of southern southern girls. <laughs> so, yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> so Leslie, you you wanna tell the listeners about yourself? Sure, thank you. And I am proud to have a Southern heritage. I, I was raised part of my life in Charleston, South Carolina, and a part in the Midwest, but my heart is in the South. I, I love the training I got from the woman who raised me. Her name is Daisy, and she's still alive. And she taught me some very important things. She taught me how to be intuitive, how to really um, tap into my in- intuitive abilities. And she also gave me lots of tips that have helped me personally and professionally and the one that stays with me every day is act with beauty and that's a good way to start off talking about all the holidays behaviors and what they do to us and how we have to take charge of them because most importantly you want to act in a way that makes you proud of yourself so keep that in mind through everything so just briefly about me Um, I am a licensed clinical psychotherapist, and I got into the field because I think it chose me 
as I said, I was so fortunate to be very intuitive and to see things that other people didn't see. And being a therapist was just a great way to channel it. And Daisy nurtured that very, very much. So when I was doing my studies and going on to graduate school and finding something that was a gift that I had to give, I found that I was drawn to people who needed to hear about themselves in a way that the medicine tasted good. So I really like to nurture people and help them get brave emotionally so that they can find happiness. And that's what we'll talk about today because absolutely the number one question I get more than any other time of year is, how do I get through the holidays? And I, I would hate to think that the feeling of getting through it is the main one you want to go with. So I think our conversation with everyone today will be how to create your own happy path. Okay, interesting. Hmm. And Christy? Hello, I'm Christy Hart. I'm a life and business coach, and I help people get fearless in life, love, and business using the psychology of domination, and specifically by creating their own dominatrix mindset. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I love... Yes, I loved the piece about taking control at the holidays because it's absolutely necessary. If you want the holidays to be happy, we have to take control. And specifically, we have to take control of what we actually have control of instead of running around trying to control everything and driving ourselves nuts. Oh, okay, interesting one. Mm. I won't Very tell true. you what went through my mind when Christy was telling us about that. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I, I told George I had a surprise for him. <laughs> so I went little surprises for each other. So I, I didn't tell him about that ahead of time. <laughs> so. Yeah, think of me as your stocking stuffer, George. <laughs> well, i tell you what. I, I put out a post on Facebook, and I asked my, my Facebook friends if they had any questions about dealing with family and stress and relationships to the holidays. And it was really cool. One of A, a woman that I, I worked with almost 30 years ago, and, and actually in, in the surveying business I used to work in, Christy, and, and she posted a question, and the first thing that came up was, do we have to? Do we even have to deal with all this at the holidays? I love so, that. So what do you ladies think? Is this something we even have to deal with? I don't think so. I mean, if you really don't want to deal with it, I have, uh, my mother, for instance, has a family, and they are just 10 ways from screwed up. And they're wonderful people individually, but get them together, and something just explodes. <laughs> so in that case, I mean, you really don't have to. Send them in his car, give them each a call, tell them you're thinking about them, you love them, send them some gifts. But if it's going to be a hot mess, and it's going to actually take a toll on your own personal happiness as well as theirs, then there's no reason to actually say if you have to travel thousands of miles or things like that. There's no reason to tap into your financial, your mental, and your emotional stock just to, um, just to have a bad time at the holidays. I think if it's going to get to the point where it's just simply unhealthy, right. you, you got, if it's to that point, you just kind of have to make the decision. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if y'all watched the show This Is Us. 
I actually, I, I had to kind of binge watch it this summer and catch up because everybody I knew was raving about how much they love this show. And, and I watched it. I love the episode where where the main character calls her mom and she says, you know what? We're, we're just not coming for Thanksgiving. We're not doing this to ourselves anymore. It's like, yes. <laughs> you know, she's like, I'm not doing this to my children. You know, and, and sometimes you just get to the point with family where even if you love, love them, you just have to say, you know what? I'm drawing the line. Yeah, we can and, love from a distance. <laughs> well, I have some guidelines for that, and I, I agree with what y'all are saying. But let me give some guidelines that have really worked. And, and I, I want to add as a little footnote that everything I say comes from my years of doing research. So this is not from the top of my head or my own crazy family or my clients because, believe it or not, not that many people seek therapy, as you think. So it's so important that your listeners um, can trust this. So here's some guidelines. If it's going to cost you a lot of money, just like what Christy was saying. And, you know, in the United States, Thanksgiving weekend is the most trafficked weekend of, you know, airlines, trains, planes, automobiles, everything. You know, you don't have to do that. You really don't. You know, find out which stresses you want to have. You are in charge of that and the money right. and the time and distance. So choose that. You can create your own family celebration by going on another time. But having said that, if those factors are not part of what's stressing you out, then going to see your family for any kind of holiday, whatever it is in your country, any kind of gathering of your main family members can be stressful. So this is a good time for you to plan ahead as to, number one, what is stressing you out so much about this? Number two, what, what do you fear you'll do again? You know, say or act. What is your past behavior that really gets you into trouble? And this is a good time to examine that so that you can plan ahead of time how to be different at the holiday gatherings. I love that, Leslie Beth. Because a lot of people try are trying to control the other people in their family right. and in their life. And, you know, they're looking at the behaviors that the other people exhibit and saying, oh, God, I hope that doesn't happen again. And taking control where we can, where we have control, absolutely is a powerful way to, to start to enjoy the holidays again. Well, no. Oh, for sure. You can't, you can't control other people. You can barely <laughs> control yourself. No, seriously. So this is, I see it as a a good time to practice because um, I'm going to misquote this, but Eleanor Roosevelt had a wonderful saying, I'll paraphrase it, that no one harms you or takes advantage of you without your permission. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, and understand we can't control how they perceive things. You know, so understand that, that no matter what, we're, we're going to be misunderstood from time to time. That's not our fault. There's times when people are going to say certain things and just think certain things and that's just not our fault. There's just times we're going to have to deal with certain things and just ignore certain things. I do that with my family all the time, <laughs> you know, certain family members in particular. And just, I just kind of roll my eyes and just kind of go with it. And they're like, you know, that's just them. That's how they are. Right. I think that's an important piece about managing expectations of your family. You know, yeah. when, we, when we set out to expect this perfect holiday and expect everybody to be on their best behavior we're just kind of setting ourselves up for failure that is um, so not going to happen <laughs> right, right. And, and, and don't watch those happy holiday movies okay no, no i'm serious hey don't why not lizzie Liz, yeah. why not Gee, they'll make you so so depressed no they'll they don't so, i mean come on they, 
<laughs> if your family doesn't act like that, it's going, it, quite seriously, it, it um, operates in a way that opens up feelings of hurt, loneliness, being cheated, feeling that you're really missing something. You know, those movies can work in the opposite way sometimes. They're not as healing for some people as they are so heartwarming for others. So I, I really love that we're all on the same page because you are in charge of you as much as you possibly can be. And sometimes you can't. But that's why I like the idea of making a chart, a list, or however you want to do it, of the things that you'd like to avoid, who gets to you, and I've got lots of tips, and I'm sure we all do, as to how to handle those impossible situations and those impossible family members, like the nosy one who always says things like, um, well, are you dating again? You know, or um, uh, have you found that job you want? I mean, those are always family members who ask the exact question you don't want to hear. Yep. Well, and, and family knows the hot buttons. I mean, nobody on the planet knows the hot buttons like your family, <laughs> you know, especially, especially the family members that get on your nerves. They really know the hot buttons to ask. Oh, yeah, and they love to see you squirm. That's a little sadistic. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> well, I want you to think about this, okay? Here's a good way to get sort of an aerial view of what you're walking into when you're with any kind of, you know, more than one person in your family gathering, or even just one, I suppose, that could get to you too. So I want you to think about exactly what you're saying, those people who are the zingers, and think about where they came from and how that is who they are, their family role, their family emotional role. So I want you to go kind of around the imaginary table and think just who are those people who are on your support team and who are not your supporters because it's most important to learn how to gather your troops to support you and how to handle those zinger people. So one of the things I want you to do is, this is just an imaginary exercise, I want you to pretend that friendly aliens plucked you out of your family from when you were a child, you know, not a little, little child, but, you know, at least grade school or high school. And I want you now from Earth to look back on your family and see what's happening. Do they miss you? Do they even know you're gone? You know, some people feel so neglected. They go, well, we don't care where uh, Leslie Beth went. So do they squabble? Do they get meaner? Do they feel relieved? I know in my family, if Martians had come and taken me, my family would have turned very cold and very cruel. I was the warmth in the family. So when you know what your emotional family role is, you know that that's often the one you lead with. And sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes not. So if you're the rebel in the family, you don't want to necessarily activate that if it's going to get you uh, sort of in hot water in a way that makes you feel stressed at your family. But you can use your emotional family role positively to present a different picture of you. You can go back in your memory and think about what your family was like, what they did for you, to you, did do. That's what I want people to look at because that gives you a better understanding of what your own emotional default drive is. It could be to sulk. It could be to sit in silence. It could be to make waves on purpose. It could be to be too agreeable. It could be to 
um, that your to um, hair trigger tempered. That's what I want people to look at. Well, that that helps us to understand ourselves and how we're going to deal with anybody. Correct. Yes, sure, for sure. But it can help to be able to remove yourself from those emotions, especially when you are around your family members. If you if you go to the place where you control your own happiness and you decide what your intention is for the holidays, say you want to be happy or you want to have fun um, or you want to enjoy people as they are, you get to control your own emotions and whether you have them or not, that's all under your control. That's the wonderful thing about the holidays is that we, we actually can control how we're going to feel yeah. by managing ex- our expectations and by figuring out how we can tend to our own happiness. Yeah. I like that, Christy. I like that a lot because once again, you set your own right, you set your own what you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, you set your own internal personal goals and you can't yes. make people love you. If you're if you're going to your family or events, whatever they are, and you're looking for love, you're already going down the long road. Right. Oh yeah. Because right. you can't set a goal based on what you want other people to do. Well, that's you know that's that's just like expecting another person to fill the void. Don't yeah. don't do that. You know, don't do that in a relationship. Don't do that with family. You know, find find the love you need within yourself, and then, well, that you know, we talk about that on my show all the time. Start with yourself. Don't be looking for that from the other people. You know, that just that doesn't work in any situation. Oh, and the yeah. holidays are another part. And you know, when you when you get into that, and once you once you practice that. Because it does require practice for you to stay in your own zone and just kind of tend to your own happiness and let others right. be who they are. Just allow that right. to happen. Um, one of the exercises that you can do as you go along and, and have practiced that is called um, holiday bingo. And it's basically you set up bingo charts about all of the behaviors that once got to you that you're going to try to now make a game of. So it's going to be somebody asked if I was single and somebody got drunk or or somebody had a political argument or whatever it is that happens in your family. And you can actually make, if you can step back enough from it, uh, you can actually make a little bit of a game out of it and just know what the triggers are, what happens and sit back and just observe. And that's what, yes, and, and that's why um, what we're all saying in, in different ways is that know what you're bringing with you emotionally to the Thanksgiving or Christmas or any other holiday table, you know, the sort of imaginary table. You know, what are you looking for? What traps do you get into? So one of the suggestions I make about wanting to um, kind of commandeer the people who are on your side Find one person in the family who you know supports you and start talking to them way ahead of time. Could you be my ally? Will you stand up for me? Can I help you in any way? Here's the situation that happened. You know, mom grabbed me in the kitchen and began yelling at me. You know, could, when you see me getting grabbed to go into the kitchen, would you follow me and be there with me? You know, little things that you can set up ahead of time. And some other things are, Again, the key here is starting ahead of time, not a week, not two weeks, but we're talking a long time, you know, even 
two seasons. Start way ahead of time. Start making a list of everybody's birthday or anniversary and send them e-cards. So easy to do that or snail mail, whatever works for them. Begin to set a new foundation. And in my training as a family therapist, this was one of the guidelines I was given. Do not expect any major consistent family behavior change or perception of you for at least three years. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. I can believe that. Oh. Well, and, and it, it works. works. Right. Right. Well, and family is ingrained. I mean, they've known you your entire life, and it, it's not going to change overnight. <laughs> Definitely not, unfortunately. Think of a family as a, um, a country, okay, with rules. And the, the goal of any country is to survive, is to keep afloat, you know, to keep the people behaving. And so your family and your extended family and have learned from their extended family how to set what rules there are. And every family is unique. So think about what you've learned about the rules about love, trust, women, men, standing up for yourself, being quiet, you know, whatever it is. It's a good time to do that pre-thinking, kind of what um, you're also talking about, Christine. Know, know who you are and what you're bringing with you, you know, so you don't step in it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's very important, you know. Yeah, I mean, this can be year-long work. This is We're always working on ourselves, always growing, always understanding ourselves better and understanding others better. And you can learn a lot about yourself by looking at your family dynamic. And I think, Leslie Beth, like you were saying, your role in the family, what your chosen role is. I know you've probably looked in, or studied transactional analysis. And when it comes to... Uh, the way that we interact with each other, if you can be the observer and sit back and just watch the dynamics in your family, you can find that some of these same arguments that are replaying, some of these same things are kind of grown-up versions of childhood games of good guy, bad guy, and um, and all kinds of other little childhood games that we play, testing each other and learning about each other as we For go. Sure. For sure. And and those behaviors and games, those are all um, the tip of the, the petals on the flower. And the root mm -hmm. of that is people, without their really being conscious of it, continuing the rules of the country that they were raised in, you know, the family as country. So that's why I like wanting to take efforts to change the family's perception of you. And that's why you have to start early. That's why I like begin sending birthday cards, anniversary, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, a card, an e-card, a, a message, you know, whatever it is that keeps you connected in a positive way. I remember when I needed to reconnect with my mother's side of the family. And it did take about three years for me now to be seen as part of the family, I'm invited to all the weddings and celebrations, and that didn't happen before. So it's very good to lay that groundwork. And then what you can also do at the table is you can stand up and remember, you're going to be nervous, you're going to feel like you're not you, 
But remember, your old you hasn't been working so well, so go ahead and be a not you, okay? One of the things that some of my clients have done is they've stood up and said, I'm going to pass this bowl around and some paper and pen and crayons, and I want you to um, write a nice message or drawing or whatever you want, especially for kids who can't write. Um, something that you'd like to send a message to someone at this celebration. And you make sure that you have pre-done a message of positiveness for every single member. And people will then draw from the bowl and someone will read, oh, this is a message from little Susie. And she says, grandpa is the greatest. So you are now in charge of changing some of the family tone. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. interesting. Okay. I think let's focus on our, our single listeners, because I know this is one that I dealt with for years. Every time we had a family reunion or any, any kind of family gathering, but I finally got to the point where I, I just didn't let it bother me anymore, and so they finally stopped asking the question, are you still single? Are you seeing anybody? When are you going to get married? They, they finally just stopped asking, because just, I'm just like, you know, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> And once they found out it didn't bother me, they it, it just there there was no there was no reward in asking me anymore. So, ladies, what kind of tips can we give the single listeners to help them to deal with the barrage of questions the family tends to throw at their their single family members at the holidays? Well, I like to take a tip from you know from celebrities when they have a PR person. What they do is they come up with a statement or two, and they will just fire off that statement or two whenever they're asked that question. So my suggestion is, if you're single and you know you're going to get asked about it, then come up with your own little PR statement that you will give to everybody. And, you know, bonus points if you can make it a little bit funny. So if people are asking you why you're still single, you know, you can say, well, because George Clooney doesn't want to settle down or something to that effect. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. So just come up with your own little statement and um, fire that off whenever somebody asks. And remember, most people are asking because they genuinely want for your happiness. I love that. Well, and, and like with my grandmother... It was what she thought I should want or what she thought would make me happy. Because we, we yeah. have these long conversations. And, and I told her, I said, I said, that's what you think I want and need in my life. I said, but, but what you think I'm, I need and what I think I need aren't the same thing. You know, and I think, I think at some point she finally understood we, we had different, different desires for what I needed in my life. But it took a long time to get to that point. Well, I got some ideas so that you don't have to feel, you know, on the spot. I love your idea, Christy, of get your publicity statement out there. I think that's terrific and have it in your head ready to to say no matter who asks you. So in addition to that tip, which is write one that down, listeners, um, here's some other things you can do. Three things. Number one. Identify who the people are who get to you. So you already have a preparedness in you. You don't feel like you're going to be um, blindsided. Secondly, get an ally ahead of time. You know, call up cousin so-and-so or aunt or uncle so-and-so and and say, look, I'm sure that, you know, 
Aunt Tilly is going to ask me again about, you know, you dating anyone? How come you broke up with that really nice person? And, you know, how's your love life? You know, whatever. And ask your trusted, um, very trusted and ally in the family. If that happens, will you say something nice about me? Such, such as, oh, so is, I'm, she's really happy right now. She's doing great. Just one little sentence. And the third thing you can do, this is where your emotional bravery kicks in. And it's okay to feel nervous doing it. Don't worry about that. It's all right. Go ahead and plow through your nervousness. What I want you to do when Aunt Tilly says to you, well, are you dating anybody? I want you to turn to Aunt Tilly and also turn your head to include as many people in the group as possible so that you diffuse the one-on-one anxiety. Once you get away from having to do you say, I say, you say, you automatically diffuse the anxiety and your negative feelings. So I want you to look first at Aunt Tilly. Poor Aunt Tilly. If you have one, we're not picking on her. But turn towards Aunt Tilly. And then turn your head towards the whole group and say, what ideas do you all have for me about how I can, whatever it is you want me to do, date more, meet people? And 99% of the time, no one has the solution for you. It shuts them right down. So one person might say, well, I had a friend who met in, in church or in the park, but most people are not going to have the solution for you. Most especially Aunt Tilly or whoever that identified, you know, rabble rouser is. And nothing shuts people down than being put on the spot. And you're going to be doing it in such a nice way. <laughs> you know, Leslie Beth, listening to that comment of yours, um, I get a lot of questions here on the radio station. And I keep on going back to the person and saying, well, do you have a solution for me? And I can promise you 100% of the time, no answer comes back. <laughs> That's right, George. Absolutely what I'm saying. That just supports it. I mean, you might get one or two obvious suggestions, but no one wants ownership of your problem. They only want to point the finger Correct. at you. Correct. And truly, it, truly, and this diffuses things. And, and I'm glad you said something, George. It just makes the point. You know, I always had a saying in life, right throughout life, never point a finger at somebody else and criticize them because there's always three pointing back at you. Mm, Absolutely. You know, my husband and I have this agreement, um, and we do it for big decisions and little decisions. So one of the most common decisions, that everyday decisions that couples make is, what do you want for dinner or where do you want to go to eat? And someone usually says, let's go to Sam's. No, I don't feel like going to Sam's. And then you get into this yes, no, yes, no. And it's like it's so aggravating. So my husband and I have this agreement. You cannot turn down a suggestion without suggesting another idea. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Don't don't just say no. Offer an alternative. Yeah. You have to offer. You got to put mm-hmm. something belly up to the bar. You got to put something on the table, right? And and eventually, it doesn't take too many rounds before something comes up, you know. But this is so important to do with families. And the, I was just reading yesterday an article about how children who pretend that they're a famous character do better on tasks than children who get 
sort of wallowed and weighted down by their anxieties. And it works for adults too. When I was coaching this singles group on um, how to go out and meet people, I would say to them, I want you to think about a fictional character or an actor or an actress who you really like. And I want you to pretend that that's who you are. So when you go and meet someone or when you're with your family, if you want to pretend that you're some bold person or some sweet person or a, or a, an action figure or a, a, whatever, um, that is a good way to get through any kind of situation, particularly with your family, that kind of you know throws you off kilter. So think about who would you like to pretend to be and act as though you were that person. Hmm. Yeah, I love that, Leslie Beth. That is actually the basis of what I do is training women to create their own dominatrix mindset. So their own kind of dominatrix alter ego that is the one that is ready to take control, that is good at taking control and leading fearlessly and coming into a situation using courage, confidence and charisma to just kind of take hold and make her vision manifest into reality. I love that you do that because there is actually solid research in this article I just read um, that shows that when children do that, they fare better because mm-hmm. your anxiety is down. Anxiety gets in the way of all kinds of things. It makes you do dumb things, you know, say things, skip a question on a test. It, it, it gets in your brain, right? It makes you cloudy headed. And so when they had little kids pretend that they were Wonder Woman or Batman or whatever, it, it's so helpful. And I love that you use, you know, activate your own dominatrix, activate your leader. Yes, because also on an unconscious level, we're taking in a lot more information than we are consciously. So when we create different personas or when we step out of our little shell and pretend that we are people with access to other information, we can actually tap into some of that unconscious information. That's it's so true. It's like those situations where something comes out of your mouth that you it bypassed your thought process and, <laughs> and, and you go, wow, I did really good on that, you know? Yeah, where did that brilliance come from? <laughs> yes, yes. There's a number of different sorts of people that have issues to deal with. What about people that are step-parents? Because sometimes, sometimes your family members don't always welcome stepchildren or other other step relations into the family as well as we might want them to. So what what are some tips for new step parents when they're um, dealing with their families at the holidays? Yeah, I think preparation is a big key here. Letting your family know what you hope and expect from them with regards to your stepchildren coming to visit. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I like that. Plan plan ahead. Uh, you know, your, your relationship with your partner is the most important one. And the two of you need to get together and talk about educate me who's going to be the zinger family member Mm, um which which of the kids is going to say that's not your real mommy and that's not your real daddy you know what what can you do to head it off and be prepared mentally and to come up with how you want to handle that the other things you can do is have your spouse or partner whose family it is or you know main group you're with stand up and introduce you 
I want you all to know, I'm just giving you an example. This is what one of my clients did. I want you to know that, as you know, I've been single and without anyone for a really long time. And boy, you all know some of the stinkers I went out with. But I want you to know that so-and-so and I are so happy together. I've never felt better about myself or more empowered. And I also want you to know that so-and-so is a wonderful parent to whoever. And I, I just want you to know a little bit about him or her. And then you might do a quick three-sentence resume about them so that you, once again, following in, in Christie's words, confidence, charisma, and what's the other one that you use? Courage. 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 Thank you. I love that. Take that courage, confidence, and charisma, and so that you are now in charge of it. And as a disclosure, I am a step-parent. When I got married to my husband, he had a little, little, little girl. She was very young from his first marriage, and I could not have children. So to me, this was a real bonus to be able to be a parent because I really wanted to be a parent. And not too long after my husband and I were married, my stepdaughter um, came to live with us full time. So I feel as though um, I call her my daughter because she may not be my daughter by blood, but she certainly is by love. And she lives nearby. And I feel that I had a chance to be a parent. But I, too, had to fend off those raised eyebrows, like, what's she about? And that's what my husband and I did. We sat down, and he did an introduction for me. And he also educated me as to which family member to sort of curry extra favor with and learn about them, because that's going to be the person whose eyebrow was raised the most. Mm. We know which family member is going to be a problem. And when, when, we int- when we introduce somebody, whatever we say, is go- it sounds like us. You know, don't, don't make it overly flowery. Don't go overboard. Make sure it sounds like our, our family is going to know if we're putting on. You know, they're going to know if we're exaggerating to, I mean, you know, make sure it sounds like something that would come out of our mouth. Be realistic is what I think I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. It's, be you. Yeah, that's right. Be you. Absolutely. Be be true to ourselves. So say what our family is gonna gonna realize is, is really coming out of our mouth and, and it's honest for what we would be saying. Pretty much everything we're we're talking about today, prepare ahead of time. We know who our allies are in our family and we know who are the ones that year in and year out through our whole lives have been consistent problems for us. We we just we do. Like when you go to sit down at the table to have dinner at whatever, whether it's a reunion or holiday or whatever, you know who you want to sit beside. You know, you know who you don't want to sit beside. We just, we do. You know, definitely. Yes, yes, and you can also, if you have brought your stepchildren with you, you could stand up and say, I'd like, you to, I'd like to introduce Timmy. Let me tell you a little bit about Timmy. Timmy loves soccer. He loves, you know, fill in the blanks. And try to list a couple of things, as long as what you're saying, Nikki, that they're true, that might connect with someone in the family. You know, boy, we've got a great baseball fan here, or we've got someone who loves music or whatever. Try to be um, a bonding agent. Try to be a connector because that builds connections right away. Well, and what about introducing them before the family event to, to other family members they'll have something in common with? That way, once they walk in the door, they already have some kind of connection with that person. 
But yes, if you can do that, but sometimes, you know, you're coming from a distance or it's at some point there's always a first time and, and I agree. Yeah. But some you know, there's Skype. There are and there's all kinds of ways to introduce someone. Exactly. A lot of my clients did that. They would meet on Skype and keep those really short right. and, and try to do it with a common link. Whether it's this right. person loves camping or this one loves singing, find that common bond. Right. Mm. Well, I mean, there's so many ways to connect now. That way, you're not you're not just the, they're not just walking into the room cold, not knowing anybody. There's there's at least been some kind of a connection before they walk into the room. So if yeah. if that's at all possible, that's something to keep in. Okay. And what about? For people um, that are newly divorced, because I mean that that's got a whole oh, set yeah. of stressors and, and headaches and things to deal with. So, Ouch. what yeah. what kind of tips? What kind of tips can we offer for that? Because I mean, like I said, the, and then the holidays on top of all that that that's just a whole another round of things to deal with. Yeah, because you know if if you're newly divorced, you're already dealing with an emotional fallout. And then you have the holidays, which are just shining a light on the fact that, you know, you might be alone currently. And then you're going to have relatives asking questions and people want to know, especially if it's the first year, they want to know what happened. And um, I, I go back to the PR statement. Uh, if they, if something's already well known, if your spouse cheated or something, you can address it very easily and just say, yes, you know, it didn't work out. This happened. How's work with you? You know, just be very short, explain, and then change the subject. You know, ch- charisma is what it's all about. And just kind of lead the conversation to where you want it to go. And as for the emotions, that's where it really becomes important to tend to what makes you happy um, during that time, especially whatever you need to make you happy during the holidays. I say do it. If you are newly divorced, this is your time to be free, to enjoy yourself. This is a different way to enjoy the holidays. So, you know, maybe managing again your expectations about what the holidays are going to be this year versus what they have been. For sure, and I love that PR statement. People should have um, a T-shirt that they wear under their clothes with their, <laughs> PR, with their PR statement on it, and and have the T-shirt maker printed on the bottom of on the inside bottom of the T-shirt, so you can just roll it back up and read it off of your T-shirt. I mean, that would be a great invention. Some printer could do that. But I also would add, I'm going to use what you talk about, Christy. Courage. Get get courageous here. You can stand up. And you can make an announcement. Well, it's no secret that I'm divorced or getting a divorce. And now here's the time to do any of the number of things we've already been talking about. Uh, we'll, you know, coordinate all of them. Take charge of yourself. Um, don't try to please everybody. Um, I love Christy's PR statement. Um, what Nikki said about being you. And what we're all talking about is you can pretend that you're somebody else. You know, someone who gives you that extra courage, whoever that is. You know, when I was a little girl, I had an imaginary playmate until Daisy came into my life and I had a real playmate. But the Mm -hmm. other thing you can do is get humorous. Okay, I made a list of all the questions you're probably going to ask me and I'm going to read them off. Uh, Had sex lately? Of course, you can't say that when they're eight-year-olds, but, you know, but, you know, know, choose your audience, okay? That'll get them going. Yeah. Yeah, That's right, right. Uh, You got anybody in mind? 
how much of this is your fault? You you could you can co-opt them. You can take the lead. Here, okay, I'm reading off all these questions, and when you get all done, okay, I've asked them. Now you don't have to. End of conversation. Oh, is that eight-year-old man? Okay. No, no, charge. That's take charge. You know, you can do almost anything short of killing someone. Okay, in your family, you've got you've got plenty of room here to be what you need to do to be your best self and to make it easier for you. And once again, to take charge of you, and it works. You just have to get that courage, and you just have to agree with yourself that you're going to feel like an idiot, but it doesn't matter because nobody can see your heart pounding. Okay, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed our first part of the Holiday Family Stress Radio Show, an interview that I did with Christy Hart and Elizabeth Wish. And next week, I'll be sharing part two where we're going to be talking about many more topics along these same lines. And like I said, lots more to delve into. And again, feel free to take a look at the, the book, which has a lot of our thoughts. And then we went into more detail in the book than we did on the show because, you know, in the show when you're live, you kind of got to think on your feet. <laughs> and then when we had a chance to do things on paper, we got to think, think in more detail and share more of our thoughts and, and kind of get our thoughts together a little bit more. But so you, you get up, you get the diversity of both things between the show and the book. But I hope you'll be back next week and we can share more information. And don't forget to take a look at, at Love, Accept, and Respect Yourself program because like I said, it's it's available anytime for full price, but now through the end of the year, it is 25% off and it's it's an awesome deal at either one of the prices. But definitely think about it because it's, it's a great program and it, it definitely helps people to get past things that are they're holding them back from feeling good about themselves and, and none of us should have to deal with that. And any questions, definitely go to the website. Go to readyforloveradio.com. Send me a message if you have questions. And I look forward to being with you again next week here on Ready for Love Radio. <laughs>